Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions, hosted by author, speaker, coach, and singer-songwriter Creelan Peters, also known as the Fear Whisperer. Listen in as Creelan interviews powerful people who have tamed their fears, learned to embrace their greatness, and gotten out of their own damn way. And now, Creelan Peters. Hi, and welcome back to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Today I welcome Jatan Jones to the program, and I'm so excited to have her. We um, connected through a Facebook group that we both belong to, and I'm so excited for you all to meet her. Before I bring her on the line, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her. Jatan is, is a writing beast. <laughs> I love that term, a writing beast that shares her insane love of words with the world. She's referred to as the message midwife by her peers and clients. Her entrepreneurial ADD has prevented her from choosing just one niche. Gosh, I can relate to that, Jatan. Oh, my goodness. Um, she's a novelist, a ghostwriter, a copywriter, and whatever else she feels like doing at the time. Love it. Her success didn't occur until she got out of her own damn way and did what the hell she wanted. Hell yeah. <laughs> when she isn't writing, she's helping others deliver their no BS message. So welcome, Jatan, to the program. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I know. I'm so excited. I love the way you write. I love that just that little introduction that you sent me. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm just so excited to, to get to know more about what you do. So... I and you and I are just talking for the first time and that's how it usually works on this show so I just want to give you the floor and ask you if you want to share more about your story and how you've learned to get out of your own damn way. Sure, I am a classic overthinker <laughs> and that that has been the way that I've been for a very long time ever since I can remember. And I, like many other creatives, suffered from the imposter syndrome. So always mm. feeling like you are a fluke, that you're faking it, that you've never truly arrived. So the world is telling you, oh, you're great. But on the inside, you're just saying, oh, I'm not sure. Right. <laughs> you guys have no idea what's going on in my head, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I've gone that way for so long. And that has, I mean, just from grammar school to high school to college to my career path. And at some point, I would say even just last year, I decided, you know what, So I'm going to do it this way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to free myself of the guilt and free myself of feeling like I'm an imposter and just embrace that I'm learning all the time, this is a constant learning experience, and I'm going to give my clients and myself 100% and be completely honest about who I am and where I am. Mm -hmm. And I've just had to embrace the fact that I'm enough. And that freed me from the, not from the imposter syndrome, but that freed me from getting, staying in my own way and giving myself the freedom to move on from things that no longer serve me. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been a magazine editor. I've had blogs. I've owned a very popular plus-size magazine in 2013, and those things really weighed me down, and I held on for them for 
way too long because I felt guilty. I was like, oh, my God, she's, I'm about to do something else again. What are people going to think? <laughs> and, you know, like, oh, my God, what the hell is this girl doing now? Uh-huh. You know? And <laughs> so I was like, you know what, who cares what they think? I don't want to do this anymore, so I'm not going to do it anymore. And mm-hmm. just allowing myself to do something else and to stop holding on to things that I no longer wanted to do because the world was telling you you have to pick one and you have to stick with it, you know. Mm-hmm. We're forever uh, yeah. evolving. <laughs> I totally I relate That's to everything you're saying from everything, like from the imposter syndrome to um, being honest. And, and I wrote down the word vulnerability as you were talking because – that's what I find is that we, in order to really serve who we're here to serve, we really need to be a model uh, for people and, and to show them that we have struggled the struggle <laughs> and, yes. and learned to yes. overcome and that we're not perfect and that's okay. Absolutely. The vulnerability, and I know that's one thing that I really impress upon my clients, even when they're writing their books or writing their blogs. I go, okay, where are you in this? We need some information from you instead of just regurgitating the same information over and over again, like so many of us do. I've been guilty of that. Um, Just infusing yourself and your own life experiences into that because that's what's going to make the connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, When I started writing, I tell people I started my fiction writing when I was absolutely poor, living in my cousin's house and reading Fifty Shades of Grey. And I thought, this is a terrible book. I can do better. (laughs) And I started writing out of five. I showed some people some of my work. They wanted to pay me to write for them. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. And... That's how I started my ghostwriting. It was really by mistake (laughs) and out of my desperate need for money. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true honesty right there. But, I mean, isn't that so cool that you thought it was horrible and people are like, I want to pay you for this. I mean, it's just such a disconnect sometimes. And I get it because I'm also one of those creative people and I for me when when I had a business coach a few years ago who kept saying you need to do focus on one thing one thing I'm like I can't (laughs) it's just that doesn't work for me and that um you know that relationship didn't last as long as it could have because of that because I just said I can't I can't pigeonhole myself it sounds like you're kind of in that same in that same genre of you know just following where your passion is and where your energy is, which is so cool. Oh, yes. I just had a business book like that this year that I had to – I love her, and what she's doing is working amazing for her, but her brain works that way. Yes. But for me, it was just like one thing at a time. Let's do this one program and go with it, and you need to talk to at least 45 people this week, and you need to – oh, my goodness. I cannot (laughs) do this. (laughs) This is going to drive me crazy. So I did have to separate and go, I appreciate everything that I've learned from you. Thank mm-hmm. you, but not for Right. And, and I and I think that gets yeah. difficult when we are, you know, when we're hard on ourselves. We're like, well, why, why isn't this working for me? <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if, that, if that's been your experience. That's been my experience for sure. Absolutely. Um, it was not working for me at all. It worked for her beautifully. But when it came to me, to trying to get people on the phone, running them through a script for the discovery call, trying to give the hard sell at the end, you know, mm-hmm. giving them the whole picture of, oh, my God, what if you don't work with me? What are you going to lose? I just couldn't do it. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> yes. And when I released that and I said, okay, this is not what I want to do, and I started showing up in the world and on my own Facebook page and on my own social media the way that I wanted to show up, the response was huge. Mm-hmm. I went from not connecting to really with anybody to connecting to everybody, and it's been amazing. Wow, that's great. And it was all just because you did one little thing that was really easy and didn't take a lot of time, and you had it all figured out, right? (laughs) (laughs) That was the response I thought I was going to get, yeah. (laughs) It is a day-by-day process. Every day you release a little bit more of that overthinker. Every day you, I push through my own imposter syndrome because I do still struggle with that time to time. Mm-hmm. But I just say today I am going to do everything that I can to be better. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to show everyone where I'm at right now. And I realize that even where I'm at right now is light years sometimes of that of the people that want to work with me. Yes. And so realizing that you're always an expert to somebody, mm-hmm. and that's okay. Those are, those are the people that you're supposed to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. I, I, I talk about how we're all on a journey and some people are ahead, and those are the people that we look to to mentor us. And some people are behind, and those are the people that look to us to mentor them. <laughs> but we all have something to learn from each other, no matter where we are on the path. Because I I learn so much from my clients and students. Um, they learn from me, too, but I learn so much from them, too. And so it, it, it doesn't yeah. wor- matter where you are on that path or on that journey. Um, we all have something to learn and to teach. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sometimes I have become some of my clients, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, you're so good at this. Now I need to pay you so you can help me, you know? Yes, because we all have – you're right. We're all an expert in something, and I love that. And I think there's so many of us um, – my background is as a, as a psychotherapist, and um, I still have that imposter syndrome, even though I'm like – you know, I've done so much in that field, which is a, a different type of field. Um, but we all, I mean, we all come from a different background somewhere. And um, But it's amazing. I have so many colleagues who are in, in still in the field who still struggle with that when they are transitioning into coaching or transitioning into another part of their practice. And it, it's something that we all struggle with, I think. And and, and I, you had mentioned it was um, very tied to being creative. And, and I... I teach a lot about creativity. I think that we all are creative, regardless of if we're artistically creative or not. 
Um, so yeah. I think that's it's a struggle that we we all have. Is oh my gosh, I'm not good enough, and are people really going to pay me to to help them? Do I have anything to offer? I think it's a very a very human experience that we have when we are in a service based kind of industry. Absolutely. I had a client ask me. She's like, oh my god, I just feel like an imposter because everything that I know, someone has taught me. <laughs> At what point does this knowledge become my own? Am I plagiarizing my whole life? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But I understood where she was coming from. And mm-hmm. I know that I've dealt with that. And you get to the point where you're like, oh, my God, someone taught me this information. So now I'm teaching it to someone else. Am I even legitimate? Am I being fake? Am I stealing? <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's the circle of life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, so I and I know that it's, it's a day-by-day thing. I think it is for all of us when we're really honest, right? So wh- what do you find that, like, do you have any particular rituals or practices that kind of help you stay grounded in that um, taking it day by day and really being vulnerable and transparent? Well, I was, I'm a huge planner, so I'm always writing out my goals, dreams, the things that I want to do for the day. Mm -hmm. On the days that I'm feeling particularly slow or I know that I'm having a terrible time, I make myself accountable for the things that I want to do by posting it on social media. <laughs> so on the days so I go, oh, my goodness, I know that I really want to do this, but I'm scared. I'll go on Facebook or I'll go inside of my group and I go, this is what I'm going to do today. You know, and you have all of these people to kind of hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. Um, I work through my fear. And each day I get better and better at it. Mm-hmm. And I am a huge fan of meditation. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I don't meditate. I would say my husband's a huge meditator. He does it every morning. But I just tend to do it in my own way. I listen to my music. I write in my journal. I sit down with my thoughts. Sometimes I just have to give myself a good talking to. I'm really good at my affirmations, you know, and I just look through my notebooks. I read my old journal, you know. I see where I used to be a year ago, which is completely different from where I am right now, and it gives me hope, and it gives me, like, the drive that I need. And I also have partners in different parts of my life. So I have a writing partner. Mm-hmm. Every day we talk about what kind of word count we're going to put out. Today I have to do 75,000, no, 7,500 words. Oh, I was going to say, wow, that's, that's a lot of words, 75,000 yeah. in no, a day. That's a, no, that would be awesome. But no, so today I have to pretty much write 10,000 words today. But I have someone to hold me accountable for that. Um, putting my own self on the line I'm the kind of person that doesn't like to be embarrassed. I know that's terrible. I'm working on it. But mm-hmm. I use that to my advantage because I'm like, if I say I'm going to do it to someone, then I'm going to do it because I don't want them coming back and asking me if it got done, and I don't have it done. So I just use tactics for myself that I know are going to work. 
Mm-hmm. But that's all been through trial and error. I've yeah. tried a ton of things, and I'm yeah. just getting, like, in the real groove of what works. So, <laughs> yeah. And that and that's important to say because I know um, – Sometimes my clients and students will ask, well, you know, like, what are the what are the steps to move through fear? I'm like, um, I can't tell you, and they get really frustrated because it's it's such an individualized thing. I'm like, I can give you so many tools, but I don't know exactly what's going to work for you. So everyone has to kind of go through it. I read a really great quote the other day, and I don't have it in my head yet, but it was something about um, – and now I totally forgot it again. I, I do that. I'm sorry, but if I if I remember it, I will I will say. Um, anyway, you know we we all need to go through the trial and error. Um, oh, it was about how we're all on this path alone. Like we, no matter what, we are all on this journey alone. And um, so I it, the quote was much more eloquent than that, but but it's true. We all have to find what works for us. And like you said, you know, meditation may work for some people, um, and that's great, um, but it's not, it doesn't click with everyone. So we do, we have to find, and that's why I think it's so important to kind of gobble up as much information and to to listen to as, as many people as you can to try and get, like, what works. And, that, and that's actually a huge reason I started this um, this series was to, to talk with people about what works for them and to give my audience ideas because um, what works for some of us isn't going to work for for others and we all have to just keep trying. Kind of, it's like cooking; you have to keep adding ingredients till you figure out what works. Yeah, that has definitely been my motto <laughs> and the way that I've gone through life. Just. You know, not just with those things, but even the different kind of coaches that I've tried out for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of see what works for you. You see what you need, but you have to be willing to try. Mm-hmm. And that can be a very scary step when you're putting your time, your money, your dreams, your goals. When you feel like you're kind of putting them on the line, it's mm-hmm. scary. But um, you have to realize that you're worth it. And I'm all about, you know, the time's going to pass anyway. So you might as well try something new. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I someone once said something to me um about about that, about that very thing, like the time's gonna pass anyway and you know, if you're a year from now, if you're in the same spot, you know, it's because you haven't made any changes. But what if you did something? It doesn't have to be like what they were saying to do, but like if you make some change, imagine what would be different. And um, I just um, had my birthday not too long ago, and on my birthday I like to reflect on my last year, and I was like, oh, my gosh, my, my life looks so different than it did just even a few months ago. I mean, in so many different areas of my life, and, you know, and, and of course most of it's good, I, I think, but it's it's nice to kind of take stock, and like you said, you go back and reread your journals. And that helps remind you of where where you were, because sometimes we're so close to it, we don't see the progress that we've made. But when you post on social media, and then you can go back and look, or when you journal, you can go back and look, and you're like, oh, my gosh, I really have made some changes. And I think that that helps to combat that imposter syndrome and all the other things that you're talking about, because 
I think um, I think that you and I are, are very similar, and you know the overthink. I love that. The, I call it the analysis paralysis kind of stuff. That yeah. we we just can get in our own way by by overthinking, and and we're just like, well, I wanted it this way. Why why isn't it this way? But then it's still a different way. Like it looks different than it did, but it, we need those reminders that we have made progress. Absolutely. I now put myself on a timer. Literally, I use tomato timer, 25-minute increment when I write my book, when I'm writing a blog post, or even when I'm coming up with an idea. You know, okay, for this set of 25 minutes, I can only write. I can only plan. I can only brainstorm. And that Mm. really keeps me from overthinking and producing nothing. That's great. Yeah, I love that tip. I, I use the timer too uh, for certain things, and and you just reminded me. I'm like, oh, I should do that more now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it works because I sometimes, like I said, do have a little bit of my attention span. So I'm like, oh my god, shoes, that's too fast. And then I see that little timer going off. I'm like, you got 13 minutes. You better get to write it. So, right. <laughs> it keeps me on task. <laughs> Oh, I believe that, and I I love in your in your intro you you said entrepreneurial ADD, and that's a term that I use all the time as well. It's like that that bright shiny object syndrome. You know, if I get on Facebook to post, and and I have a page, I have a profile, I have a group, and then I also belong to a lot of different groups. So, just getting on to post one thing, I'm like, ooh, look at that. Oh, look at that. You know, it's just it's so yes. easy to get so distracted and. And I'm like, oh, I want to sign up for that, or I want to hire this person. I'm like, wait, no, 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 no. I, all I came to do was to just post, you know, how my day is going. <laughs> so it's having a that. Hole. Yes, mm-hmm. I know. It is a rabbit hole, and, and it's so important. And I, I, I use things like timers, too, and I also close windows now. <laughs> like, okay, I don't need my email window open while I'm writing or doing something else that I need a lot of focused um, energy for. So, I, And I think it's important for everyone out there to have those kinds of tools because there's so much going on that we can be distracted by. It's not just Facebook or social media, but there's so many other things in our fast-paced world right now. So it's so important to have those tools. Yeah, and they work for, you know, if your brain works that way. But I know they work for me. I need that because it increases my productivity. It just takes it through the roof when I use my time. Mm-hmm. Um, about having the discipline to do it, because some days it's like, I don't want to be on the time. <laughs> but I probably should. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's fine. I, I know um, in the past probably two years or so, I've started um, kind of a different thing, which is I follow my energy. And so trying to balance following the energy and then also being productive has been a really cool experiment. Because um, for me as a creative person there, there and, and a business owner, there are certain things that you have to do that require the analytical side of your brain that some of us don't love to do. And I've passed off as much of that as I can at this point. So, (laughs) yay, support staff, right? Um, But 
um, there are, you know, there's things as a business owner that you need to do. And so when I want to play in my right brain and my creative side, I have to figure out, you know, and so I do, I follow my energy. So there's some days I feel like writing and there's some days I don't. And there's some days I feel like talking on the phone and there's some days I don't. And so I try and honor my, where my energy is at as well, which is another interesting thing to add to the mix. Oh, I think that's great. I am with that 100. <laughs> I agree. You know, I really do because, you know, the coaching with one of my coaches, you know, it's like, well, on Mondays and Wednesdays, you do phone calls. On Tuesdays, Thursdays, whatever, you write. I was like, uh, I can't do that. Right. <laughs> because it flows from day to day. And yeah. if it's a writing day and I don't feel like writing, because I feel like that's what I have to do, I don't do a very good job at it. I don't pay attention to the other areas that I could be directing mm-hmm. my attention to. So I, I love that idea. Yeah, it it is interesting. And I... I I had to get away from that too because um, the, the the first business coach that I had was very much like that and and like you said I like it totally honored that but it didn't work for me um, and I now make goals like either weekly goals or monthly goals I mean I have I do that too weekly monthly and um, quarterly and yearly goals uh, for my business. And but I also have deadlines. I mean, you have to have deadlines as well. So um, it's kind of an interesting balance trying to work through what needs to get done. And thank God I have people I can pass certain things off to. I'm like, oh, could you just do this? Because I can't just cannot seem to get it done. Um, but there are things that I have to do. But luckily, what I, what I've tried to do is get ahead of the deadlines so that I you know at least have a month where at some point I'm gonna be in the energy of doing that task. Right? Hopefully. <laughs> But but it is an interesting balance, and it's something, and I think that, we like, again, we all need to to learn for ourselves, like, what what works and what doesn't. So, I mean, you can tell people, or I could tell people, like, this is what works for us, for me, but it's not exactly the same kind of thing that might work for other people. So we all have to just kind of go with it and see what works. Yes. All a part of the process. It is. <laughs> it's all a journey. <laughs> and I know it's the last thing that a lot of people want to hear, you know, because I remember two years ago someone told me, well, it's a process, it's a journey, it can take years. It's like, years? Are you crazy? I don't want to like, just show me how to do it. <laughs> right. But, yes, it is. Yeah, and, and there is value. I mean, I don't want anyone to think – Anyone listening to think that I'm saying, oh, there's no value in having a process. Um, I, there's absolute value, and and I, you know, I take my my clients and students through processes as well. But it's also, I feel like my job is to just kind of fill someone's toolbox, and then they can take from that what's going to work for them and what's not. Um, and and it's it's interesting because I I see the industry going a lot back to the you know kind of. Um, this is how you do it step by step by step. And I think a lot of people crave that, but then we also need that, like you said, the accountability. We need um, wiggle room within those structures. Yes. 
Um, it's always, you know what they say, you know, you have to learn the rules before you break them. Yes, especially and, in writing. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and for me, that was even in terms of processes, you mm-hmm. know, in writing and in processes, it's learning the rules, learning the tools, learning the processes of how to do things step by step. But then after I got more comfortable, I then was able to see what didn't work for me and what areas I could tweak. Mm-hmm. But there are areas of my business that are very strategic. You know, they have to be in place a very specific way. Right. Um, and, and that's okay. You know, and it's all about finding what areas you need wiggle room in and then what areas sometimes no compromise. Mm-hmm. There's some systems that have to be set up for, you know. Yeah, and that that's exactly it. Is it's finding that balance, I think, and, and um, realizing where the structure needs to be, and then also where the flow needs to be. And and it's it's definitely the process and the journey of figuring out. And you know, if I had it all figured out, I would totally give the formula. <laughs> but it's you know, like you said, it's evolving like day to day, just you know, putting in place what's going to work and then and figuring out where our energy is as well. So, my goodness, I'm, I'm looking at the clock. I realize we are, like, seconds away from being about out of time, but I want to make sure, um, Jatan, that people have a way to get in touch with you. Uh, so do you have um, some information you could share so they can reach you if, if they would like to work with you or find out more about your work? Sure. Um, my website is www.jetonjones.com. That's J-E-T-C-A-N, Jones.com. Um, all of, they can reach me through there. My Facebook group is called the Writing Delivery Center. And that's really where I just hold people accountable, give great writing tips, share writing goals, and just give a lot of information about the writing process. Talking about blogging, book writing. I even share tips on publishing. So, and I do all of this for free. Because this is really just what I love to do. So, it would be great to, you know, just connect with everybody there. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, please uh, go to those resources uh, to jatonjones.com or her Facebook group if you would like to get some fabulous information about writing, publishing, and all things um, entrepreneurial ADD-like, right? <laughs> Absolutely. How to combat that. Wonderful. So before we completely wrap up, Jaton, do you have any final tips for the audience on how they can get out of their own damn way? Be kind to yourself. Um, that is my main tip. That is what freed me from standing in my own way, was mm-hmm. being kind to myself, forgiving myself for the things that I did not do, forgiving myself for the things that I just don't want to do, and forgiving myself for the things that I'm just not going to do, um, and being okay with that. And that's when I think you'll finally be able to Come to grips and find your place and where you want to be. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Sudhan, for being on the jam sessions. 
thank you for having me. Yay. And thank you all for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions. Uh, be sure to stay tuned for some exciting changes coming up for 2016. And you can find out more at creeland.com forward slash podcast. Yay. You all have a wonderful, wonderful holiday season, and we'll see you next year. You've been listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way Jam Sessions with Creeland Peters. Join us next time for more inspirational stories and invite your friends to join us at www.creeland.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. That's www.krylyn.com slash getoutofyourwayinterviews. Thanks for tuning in.